Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group. I have with me today Steve Marshall, COO and Founder of RISC-X. With digital payments growing at a rapid pace, especially in developing countries, what are some of the lessons that they need to learn from the experience of the industry in Europe? Steve will share his insights on this. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Suparna. Steve, you have been a security assessor for over 10 years now, and you have observed the European market closely as well. What, according to you, have been some of the important highlights when it comes to digital payment space from this region? How has the market changed over the years? It's a very interesting question. In I've been around the payment space for a long time, you know, as a merchant and, and in the service provider community before I became a qualified security assessor. The interesting thing is that as you start to see things like digital revolution and as you start to see changes in you know connectivity patterns and the fact that you know you've got a larger set of 4G you've got greater penetration of people having a multitude of devices so in that regard everybody's got these devices as the technology and connectivity evolve people are very much more mobile they're not static they're not tied to their home or their work address anymore and they want flexibility and they want ease and they want simplification of, of the solution in that regard you know people want to be able to transact with companies in a manner that they feel comfortable with that makes them feel secure in terms of their their, their data isn't going to be lost or misused and they want to pay in a method that allows them to feel as though they're in control so in that regard a lot of this is about removing friction from that payment process and actually not supporting every method of payment, but looking at the ones per region. And they are country specific and region specific. When you look at how people want to pay and want to use, whether that be digital payment solutions or cash on delivery. So in my experience, in terms of the, the change that you're seeing, you get transitory changes. You know, cryptocurrency is one of these big things that's made a massive firm. However, the problem is you've got a lack of regulation. You've got a lot of things like especially Bitcoin mining and huge risk around things like Bitcoin exchanges in a number of high cases recently where these things have been been breached and, and compromised and people have lost a huge amount of money because of it. The thing is, as a business, you need to understand your customer because if you can't make it easy, simple and convenient to them to transact with you, they'll go to your competitor. That's really what we're starting to see in, in the UK and in the European market. So Steve, given the market dynamics that you just said up in Europe and obviously there are incidents of security being compromised so what are some of the key takeaways from Europe what are the some of the important lessons CISOs from these markets can learn from Europe I think I think the answer is don't make the same mistakes that, that we made with payment security in Europe is look at the markets that are ahead in terms of the likes of Europe and, and the US to an extent when you're talking about payment security ultimately the, the best option is to devalue the payment. If you've got cardholder data within your environment that is in clear text or is accessible in terms of your systems or the solutions that you use, you will be a target. And there's no argument about that. We, you know, we see that based on the amount of forensic cases that we do both in, in Africa and in Europe. And all of these, they're not sophisticated compromises, largely. I would say 98% are very, very unsophisticated in terms of their application. They are simple, basic security 
Quality 101 things that had somebody actually implemented their website properly, had actually secured the, the system that it sits on, had actually outsourced the payment processing to a secure, compliant PCI DSS certified service provider, they wouldn't have been attacked. They only have two objectives, to make money and not get caught. You know, they're criminals at the end of the day. They've still got bills to pay, still have to pay the water bill and their electric bill. So they need to earn money. And the quickest way to do that is go for the lowest common denominator. If you have poor security practices in terms of you have data that flows across your point of sale systems and it isn't encrypted at the at the point of interaction where you take the card, or if you use API-based e-commerce methods, you know, without appropriately secured systems or all of the full PCI wrapper around it, you're an easy target. So the lessons to learn are things like use point-to-point encryption or you know a solution provider that, that, that gives you end-to-end encryption, a matrix of responsibilities and security wrap around it. Use things like secure voice technologies where actually you you know you take the payment card data via DTMF tones on the phone and actually remove it from the call center and the agent's hands directly. And use things like outsource fully hosted payment pages, you know, with reputable service providers and these kind of things because your business as a merchant generally isn't bank don't need that payment card data the only reason you take it is to get paid for your goods and services therefore you know as a retailer focus on what you do best which is sell goods and services to people and go and buy in you know the expertise and the services from reputable providers in order to give you that advantage of, of security and advantage of comfort that you know actually you've got other people whose job it is to secure that data for you and give you the best possible advice and solution that you can get. Sure. So what are some of the risk management issues plaguing the digital payment industry across the globe? I think I think the interesting thing is that when you look at fraud levels, if I look at South Africa, as you know, a great example, it's a, an emerging economy in terms of its GDP is about 294 billion US dollars a year. And you look at the fraud rates that occur within market, you're talking about losses of anywhere between 234 million rand and 2.6 billion rand in terms of losses on cards. That doesn't include ATM fraud, any of these kind of things. Perpetration of these things in these types of economies is relatively easy because things like legislation is behind where it needs to be. Cybercrimes bill is just coming in. You know, data privacy legislation moment is part of the ECT Act. You know, that's ineffectual. Poppy or Poppia, as it's known, is, is coming in terms of privacy. I think, you know, last conference I went to, you know, privacy, which includes things like payment card data and this kind of stuff, is actually in about 46 countries in the world in terms of formalized legislation. You combine that then with things like fragmented police forces, police forces that, you know, good at solving physical crime. So big problem that you have with with credit cards and, and digital payment methods is the very fact that people see it as a victimless crime. It's like punching somebody in the dark, right? It is a victimless crime seen that way you know that is until actually you realize that yeah somebody has to pay for the losses and somebody has to pay for the you know the level of fraud that occurs whether that's the acquirer or whether that goes back to the issuer or whether it actually lands on on the merchant or the cardholder is based on the findings of these kind of things and the problem that you have is that the number of prosecutions under given legislation in any market is generally low unless you're talking about serious organized crime and very large coordinated effort 
efforts between the likes of, of the FBI in the US and Interpol, Europol and other agencies like the NCA in the UK. The problem with Africa in this respect and some of the other emerging economies is they just don't have police capability, the police training or the resources in order to be able to investigate these crimes. And globally, you know, it's much easier for a criminal to base themselves in a legislation and a legislature that actually doesn't have, you know, appropriate law in place or extradition treaties in place and actually conducting fraud at arm's length such that you'll never get a prosecution and you'll never be able to recoup the money in that regard. And that's those are the biggest challenges I see is the legislature in globally, police forcing globally and the enforcement in order to be able to deal with things like anti-money laundering, global fraud in terms of actually finding these people, investigating and then being able to prosecute. And those are going to be the biggest challenges in terms of globally as the world becomes more hyper-connected. How do you deal with these things unless everybody on the globe can agree a standard set of rules and actually, yeah, you're going to prosecute and deal with these people. Sure. So in the digital payment space, Steve, what are the, some of the new trends that are catching up? How do we expect the market to shape up in 2018? Yeah, it's an interesting question. A lot, it's, it's all very market and specific in terms of, you know, the payment types that people are going to use and what's kind of new and or trendy because you look at particularly demographics people and, and, and populaces and these kind of things and something will catch the news and become trendy and, and a flight. You look at South Africa as an example, SnapScan has, has really taken a hold in terms of a payment methodology that isn't based on a, a Visa or a MasterCard or an Amex or a Discover or a JCB card. You know, it has payment architecture behind it because it's run by a bank, but it's, you know, it's a different method of payment. You also have things over here like solutions where you can pay using your mobile phone number and you can bank by your mobile phone number. I think there's going to be a large rise in, in mobile based. A lot of this is based on good connectivity, but also people, you know, whether they can afford that, that connectivity or not. I think a lot of the a lot of the change that we'll see is we'll start seeing removal of legacy technology. So I know for instance South Africa MasterCard are looking at, at removing the magstripe from particular cards in the region anywhere between 2018 and, and 2019 in order that payments can only work via chip and actually reduce things like claim cards and, and ATM fraud and these kind of things in, in these particular markets. My bet is there's going to be, there isn't going to be a massive rise of a new product or a new payment service in those kind of things. It's going to be very similar. I think what we'll see is we'll see more of the same. We'll see a greater push, you know, especially in, in developing regions to get the unbanked bank so that you can actually give them some form of payment solution that isn't based on paper and coinage and, and these kind of things. But even when you look at, at developed markets, I mean, you know, the, the estimate is, I think, to remove cash, you know, paper-based and coinage-based cash from the UK economy, for instance, you know, that's scheduled in 2032. But you'll start seeing a press of, of more of these digital-based solutions that are regulated such that people can, you know, have more trace behind where payments have come from, whether there's any implications for you know money laundering or, or fraud or these kind of things because the payments are more traceable when they're digital. So I think the major press this year will be reduced legacy involvement, mags 
swipe and these kind of things, more security being pressed in terms of PCI compliance rates being pushed to, to, to get higher and specific markets looking for, you know, more press of the unbanked into banked so that they can provide them with digital payment solutions. Great, Steve. Thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts on security in the digital payment space in Africa and other emerging markets. No worries. Thanks very much. You were listening to Steve Marshall for ISMG Nation. This is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.